into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Sunday night from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports. Superbook Sports is where you go to wager on every major sport, football, and everything in between throughout the course of the year. Bring Vegas to the palm of your hand in the Superbook Sports app. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for the best possible car buying experience and a non-commissioned sales staff that's always going to treat you right. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Gary Ashton, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, can be found at garyashton.com. I apologize for fidgeting early on here. I'm trying to get my mic stand lowered and I can't seem to be able to do so. So you're just going to look at this thing right next to my face the entire time. It's fine because we're through the preseason and everybody should be happy about that. I'm happy about that. You're happy about that. The coaching staff, the players, everybody's happy to have the exhibition portion of the NFL season straight up out the way. But as we look for these, uh, if, if, as we look through these players at this point, and kind of determine, all right, who needs to be on the roster? And more importantly, who doesn't need to be on the roster? Not to be harsh with it, but there's a variety of different ways that you can go through and look at this situation. So for the Titans, uh, I think that you have to start with a couple of different positions. We know that there has been competition at the backup quarterback spot, for example. We know that there is, in all likelihood, uh, very soon coming the end of the Brett Kern era the MV punter who's been on this roster for 13 years at this point. We know that there's a couple of different players who have been fighting for their spot. Some have earned a, a, a job and some have not necessarily stepped up to the challenge. So I think that's the player or the place that we should start this evening by simply asking you for your Two Rivers Ford take tonight. What one Titans player should not be on the roster, should not be on the roster. Who do you think has clearly and obviously proven themselves not able to continue to provide value to this team? Seems like a harsh way to phrase the question, but that's basically how the front office of the Titans and every other NFL team is going about these things. Um, you're looking around at a couple of different spots and saying, well, you know, you got you got some room to work in uh, in places like, you got some room to work in places like, for example, the wide receiver room. The wide receiver room, there should be ample amount of players that you're able to get cleared through waivers, the Mason Kinseys of the world, and, and pick back up on your practice squad. The offensive line depth, you're not necessarily sure about who is good or who is good enough to last because they have been fairly poor um, throughout the course of the preseason with one or two exceptions. Um, and as we kind of, as we kind of look at this and, and determine, all right, who makes the most sense and who, um, who do you know you can live without? I think there's one player for me that kind of pinpoints this talking point, but I'll tell you who that is right after I tell you who makes your two rivers Ford take possible. That's of course, two rivers Ford, two rivers Ford since 1983, nearly 40 years in the industry, serving Middle Tennesseans. That's what they do. That's what they love to do, provide exceptional customer service to each and every one of their customers. 
either current, like me, who's a Two Rivers Ford regular, or uh, perspective, if you're just going out to check out the experience for the first time for you. It looks like our own Buck Rising has uh, been knocked out of the broadcast right now. We'll give him a couple more minutes to get back up and going. In the meantime, I, Producer Reed, will come out of the shadows and take over for him at the moment. So we will try and figure out what's going on here with Buck. But uh, welcome in. I know we're get, just getting started here. we got your Two Rivers Ford take. So who do you all think should not be on the roster when it comes down to roster cut day on Tuesday? So, yes, we're just going to go with Buck got fired midair, right? No, absolutely not. It's some type of something's going on technological. So we'll give him just a couple more minutes to see what can go on here. In the meantime, I will take over for him and just kind of cover it up a little bit. But uh, here he is. This is perfect timing. He's trying to come back in. And here he is. Here you are, Buck. What happened? I have I don't not know. a clue. You were here and then you were gone. So I have I've just been doing been comments here. We uh, said that Cody Hollister is one that needs to go, but let's dive right back were in. Were you hosting the show? Absolutely. I gave it a couple minutes and then I dove right in here trying to cover for you. Wait, 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 wait. Did I just get cut? What happened here? Absolutely. Yeah, you got fired midair. That's exactly right. This is all my devious plan just to undercut you. How bizarre. See, my screen didn't change. I was, I've was i been sitting here doing show for the last three minutes. I don't know what the hell happened. Okay, it's fine. I just went through a whole spiel on Dylan Raidens. I don't think anybody heard that. What's the last word? Not a word. Not a word. So you have to redo that whole take. Yes. Excellent. Reed is a true professional, as Bryce Erickson says. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I guess I got cut. Who'd have thunk? Anyway, I guess I'll regurgitate my spiel on Dylan Raidens. Um, look at the, uh, look at the situation for the offensive line. For example, let's start with Raidens and I'll go back through this. Dylan Raidens is a former second round pick. He's last year's second round pick. He's clearly lost his opportunity to start at the right tackle spot. You had John Robinson on the television broadcast last night talking about the idea, um, that Nick Petit Frere has earned the starting right tackle job. And for a guy like Raidens, does that, you know, does that automatically put him on the roster cut line, for example? And of course, the answer is no, it's not ideal. I don't know what Dylan Radin's long-term future is for this team, but what I know right now is that he's probably not going anywhere. So I would take Dylan Radin's off the cut candidate list. Um, I think if you kind of look at the if you kind of look at the circumstance for a couple of different players, Joe uh, Joe Jones, for example, who has been uh, a player in the league for six years. He's been on six different teams in the last six years. If you don't know that name, he's number 42 who saved a touchdown yesterday. An incredible hustle play, but is it enough to keep him on the roster? Can you Do you know that you can live without a guy like that? That's the kind of stuff that, uh, that's the kind of stuff that you will see um, the coaching staff in the front office working their way through. But if you're asking me one player who I think I can live without, well, the one player that I think I can live without, and I think that many of you have probably made this determination, um, I think I'm good on the Des Fitzpatrick experience. Just trying to steal Devonta role on this team and wherever I can help, help. Yeah. Thank there you, you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're asking uh, Braves and uh, both Tannehill are both saying some good things about you, just how you have progressed and everything. What have you done to kind of take strides to do that? Do you think? Yeah, definitely just locking in more. Uh, you know, it's completely different than last year. You know, I just have a year underneath my belt, uh, staying on top of the details, knowing what really the team keys are and how, you know, really 
us Titans should play. Sure. What type of chemistry do you think you've been building with Ryan out there? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it just starts in the meeting room, him knowing that I know my assignments to the T, him knowing that, you know, when I go out there, I'm supposed to be at the right spot and on the right depth and, you know, make the play when the ball's in the air. So, you know, I'm still working on it, but, you know, everything's not going to be perfect. So, you know. And to his credit, Des Fitzpatrick, it's not been perfect. And and I think that Des has worked very hard to get back into, you know, to basically make this team. I just don't necessarily know that it's been enough. Now, could Des end up back on the practice squad? He was cut last year and didn't start the year on the 53-man roster. Um, he is a uh, he's a player who they brought in a, a you know a wide receiver like Racy McMath later on in that same draft to, uh, you know, mostly as a core special teams player, but it seems like Dez has certainly been passed up in the rotation by Racy. And Racy's by no stretch of the imagination a, a, a finished product. I think Racy's still got a lot, a lot of things that you would like to see from him. Um, and he's been, you know, he started camp really strong, and then he's had a lot of drops, frankly, in practices lately that I think are are important. I think they have a difficult decision to make between the two of those guys. Now, maybe they end up keeping... What would that mean? Six total wide receivers if Dez and Racy were both to be on the 53-man roster. But the three quarterbacks or two quarterbacks math, how you kind of work your way through that or how they'll work their way through that, that's going to be a, a different kind of a, ter- a determination. So for me, um, Dez is somebody who I think I have seen enough of. And, you know, it's nothing personal. It's never personal when it comes down to these things. And I do give him a lot of credit for working hard this offseason. He was one of the offseason award winners. But so was Dylan Ravens. So was Caleb Farley. To win an offseason award for your preparation, for your approach to the strength and conditioning program, um, to the mandatory minicamp and voluntary work, all these different things, it does not necessarily mean that you are a high-level or even contributing football player on a 53-man roster. And what Dez is for that, or for me, I think that, you know, I think you could live without him. Now, I want you to think about it this way, because Dez is a part of that uh, 2021 class last year. Um, You know, the 2021 class has outperformed certainly the 2020 class, and 2022 seems like a lot of rookies are going to give you some good snaps. But think about, for example, just since we're talking about the ideas of cuts, um, players from the 2020 class who are no longer on the roster. Shall we work through this? Mickey Ryan, uh, my buddy over at 104.5 The Zone, we do the lead company countdown to kickoff. Uh, He, Blaine Bishop, and I, two hours or three hours, rather, before kickoff of every Titans game. And Mickey brought this point up yesterday as we were getting ready for the final preseason game. The 2020 class, Isaiah Wilson in the first round, Christian Fulton, you go Darrington Evans in the third, Lorel Murchison in the fifth round, um, Cole McDonald as a seventh round pick and Chris Jackson as a seventh round pick. So six players on or in that 2020 class, Chris Jackson and Laurel Murchison are legitimate cut candidates, which would mean that out of those six players, Christian Fulton may be the only player who's contributing from that 2020 class. Now that's all well and good because it looks like 2022 is going to, it looks like 2022 is going to give you some good players on both offense, defense, and special teams. Um, whether it's Ryan Stonehouse, the undrafted punter, whether it's Kyle Phillips as a returner in slot, whether it's a, uh, whether it's a player, 
um, like, uh, like let's say Roger McCreary, who's edged out Caleb Farley as a starting corner. You notice who didn't play last night. Um, Roger McCreary didn't play last night because I think he's your starting outside corner opposite Christian Fulton. But for if Lorel Murchison and Chris Jackson end up both being roster cuts, that means that there's only one player remaining from that 2020 class, which is wild to think about how little they've got out of these guys so far. Um, let's talk about guys who you would be surprised to see cut, because I do think that there's a couple of players who fit this category. We'll talk about it together right after I tell you, well, I'm going to ask you the question, of course, which player would you be surprised to see cut from this roster? We've talked about players you can live without. Let's talk about guys that would maybe make you, uh, perk your head up and say, well, I don't think that makes sense to me, but I'm certain that they know something that, uh, that I don't. Surprise cut candidates is the topic. You let me know yours, and I'll tell you about our friends at Superbook Sports. You're never going to be surprised when you go to the Superbook Sports app. It's always clean and easy to use. They are going to give you incredible odds on uh, incredible odds boosts on things. A couple of things today I saw ahead of the regular season, for example. Um, they have a couple of great odds on Derrick Henry. First and foremost, here is what they have. You can bet Derrick Henry's regular season rushing yards at 1,350 and a half. So 1,350.5 is what you can get Derrick Henry's over under for the season. You can bet Derrick Henry to have 12 and a half rushing touchdowns over or under, which is pretty interesting to think about given that Derrick last year in eight games had 10, 10 total touchdowns in that time. All kinds of great odds boosts available for you in the Superbook Sports app. If you have a gambling problem, call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So who would surprise you to see them not on the roster at this point? Uh, Christopher uh, White on Facebook Live says Chestnut might get cut. Uh, I would think it is really likely that Chestnut gets cut just because running back. Now, it's not a... It's not a given. I don't know that Julius Chestnut's not going to be on the roster, and he may well make it through waivers and uh, and end up on their practice squad because I know they think a lot of the way that he practices, the way that he runs. He runs very hard in these games. He's been really consistent for them. And so that earns you something, if not good tape for another team who may pick you up, but p- potentially the opportunity to keep you on the practice squad. Um, but the math at the running back position is hard for them right now because Dontrell Hilliard's great. Uh, as your third down back, it seems like they finally figured that spot out um, where they've been trying a couple of different things over the last couple of years. Derrick Henry's obviously going to be on the roster. Hassan Haskins obviously going to be on the roster. Torrey Carter, the fullback, obviously going to be on the roster. So you got four backs right there. Unless, you know, unless your starting kick returner is going to be one of these guys um, who is not currently in that three-man running back rotation and including the fullback, then you would look at Julius Chestnut and say, okay, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not the right time for him. Maybe down the road, maybe for another team, maybe on the practice squad, but like it would not surprise me if Julius Chestnut ended up not on the team. Titan Fox says Chestnut was my choice as well between him and Hassan. I'm not sure which did better against the second and third team offenses. Well, um, you know, certainly Chestnut got the volume, but I, I don't think there's any question that Haskins is the better player both as a runner and a receiver, although I would like him to get his pad level a little lower because he's taller for a running back. He's not Derrick Henry tall, but he's tall enough. Um, Royal Wright says, get rid of Carter. Uh, who is Carter? Um, 
Tory Carter, the fullback. You're not getting rid of Tory Carter, the fullback. They love Tory Carter. You're nuts. You're going to get rid of Tory Carter, special teams, fullback, extra blocker. You know, you, you, they put him in certain, uh, protection sets where he's basically a tight end and they love him. Like, of course, they're not getting rid of Tory Carter. You're, you are, uh, I think you are set. You are, uh, significantly mistaken there. EA says, is Malik number two? Well, that kind of brings me, uh, that brings me to my, that brings me to my surprise cut. I would be surprised, and here's what I'll say. I will be surprised if Logan Woodside is not on the roster in some form or fashion. Now, I think, you know, if you told me tomorrow that Logan Woodside got cut, or I, I guess if, at this point Tuesday, if you told me Tuesday that Logan Woodside cut got cut, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, but I don't think Malik is clearly and obviously quarterback number two to start the season. I just, I don't think there's, I don't think that's there yet. And that's fine. Like, that's fine. It just means you got to get creative with the math elsewhere. Now, I don't know that if they cut Woodside, he may clear waivers. He may not clear waivers. But I would be, here's what I would be surprised to see. I would be surprised to see Logan Woodside not on this football team. Preseason game, I, I didn't take it like a preseason game. It was, uh, it was great to get out there, put a drive together. Credit to the guys, man. I think one of the best plays of that drive was I kicked one out to Hassan and it wasn't a really a great decision. And I saw the guy coming, he made a miss and got up the sideline. That was a huge play. I just tried to get the playmakers the ball when I had the chance. And, and for you, I know Malik was complimenting you saying how supportive you've been of him. What was it like, I guess, to wait your turn and then come in late? And I guess you always got to be ready. Well, Malik's earned the opportunity to go in there and play. And he, he played a heck of a game tonight. He got us in a position to, to be able to go in there and, and try to win and win the game. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of growth and maturity out of him. And he's been a guy that I've loved being around. And, yeah, I'm going to support him any way I can. He made some great throws and ran the heck out of the other night, too. You've been in that position before, Absolutely. though, when you found ways to you know, respond and rebound. How, Absolutely. How, how have you felt like that's gone throughout the course of the career? I think that's kind of been my whole career. You know, going back to high school, Going back to college, I've always had to fight. You know, I've never, you know, been really the first option, second. I mean, I've just kind of just kept fighting. And, uh, you know, it's led me to where I'm at now. And it was great to go and finish the drive off for sure. So that's Logan Woodside. Um, Logan Woodside won them the game yesterday. Now, it's a preseason game. It doesn't count. Uh, it's not, you know, it does not help them in their objective of winning a Super Bowl. Uh, what it does though, is show the coaching staff how much Logan Woodside wants it. That dude ran that touchdown in last night after Malik played what basically all but the final four minutes of the preseason game. I think that, I think that Woodside is not, is not like completely ousted from the number two spot. And I think the coaching staff very much wants Malik Willis to be ready, uh, to go. But he's just, he's not quite there yet. Like, if you put Malik Willis out there, if, God forbid, knock on, my desk is made of wood, I'll knock on my desk. Knock on whatever is the closest thing to wood uh, for you. Um, God forbid something happened to Ryan Tannehill. The result would probably be the same if you put Malik out there than if you put Woodside out there. You would, in all likelihood, almost inevitably lose that football game. Now, Malik certainly gives you the opportunity um, to make a lot more plays than Woodside does. Nobody is disputing this. But when it comes to basically, and I wish that we still had the clip from last week, and I, I did not think about it until just now, 
Um, but Malik Willis on the radio show talking about, you know, he's still having to figure out how to work a huddle. That's not insignificant. <laughs> it's not insignificant at all. It doesn't mean that he can't figure it out. It doesn't mean that he's done a really, really good job. I think Malik has taken the necessary steps to make considerable progress right now. But his development at this point, those reps are going to evaporate. He's about to be playing show team if he's the the Titan second quarterback, just as Woodside does. Like the opportunity for him to learn and grow and develop in a mean in a consequential way outside of working in their meeting rooms, which of course he'll continue to do. But the reps in their offense, those are done. Like those are over. He's he's not playing anymore, except if they put him on the field in certain packages, which by the way, may be an option. Um, it would surprise me though, if at the start of the season, doesn't mean that Logan Woodside makes it on the roster the entire season. I think Malik um, has a lot to wrap his head around. And I think Malik is going to uh, be a lot of fun. A, uh, a player who you guys are, who many of you guys already enjoy. Uh, and I think that a player who has a lot of promise and has done well to kind of take necessary steps so far. I don't know how much better it's going to get. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that he's, I, he could end up being a starting NFL quarterback. He could be a franchise player, but in the same way that Woodside has not seen live game action because Ryan Tannehill hasn't come off the field hardly at all. Uh, Malik Willis is no longer going to get these opportunities to truly grow and develop within their system outside of the, the classwork that they'll do. Because he's, if he's the number two quarterback, if either of them are the number two quarterback, he's going to be out there running scout team, which is obviously not the Titans offense. So we'll see how it goes. I think I would probably be more surprised than not to discover uh, that, uh, that Malik, or rather that Logan Woodside was not on the roster past the Tuesday at 3 p.m. deadline. But we will, uh, but we will see. We will see how these things go, and and Malik certainly has learned quickly. But it's it's okay for him to have learned quickly and for him to make considerable strides and not be quite ready enough just yet. I think that's okay to say. I think it's a fair and reasonable assessment. Um, and you know, I don't blame I don't blame you guys for for wanting Malik to be. You know, I don't blame you guys for wanting Malik to be the starting quarterback over Tannehill. I think I think that's stupid. Like, it's nonsense. I think you're out of your mind. But, like, I'm not going to get mad at you because you're excited about your rookie quarterback. He's exciting. You should be excited about it. But also, you have to be realistic about what all it takes to truly, to truly help this football team should he be put in that position. Um, Bud for, Buford, rather, Barbie on, Buford Barbie on Facebook says, Buffalo already cut their punter to make room for Kern. Well, they didn't cut their punter to make room for Kern. They cut their punter because he's accused of gang gang raping a 17-year-old girl. Uh, so let's not lose sight of the reason that Matt Ariza is no longer on the Buffalo Bills roster. Uh, and let's not make this as transactional as Buffalo made room on their roster to pick up Kern. Now they may end up picking up Kern. And I believe, you know, I'm I'm I sincerely think that Brett Kern is cut. Uh either tomorrow or Tuesday. And that that's unfortunate because Brett Kern has been a, a hallmark of this franchise, even when they have been horrendous. But, um, you know, let's not, let's not lose sight of the reason why Buffalo's punter is not on the roster uh, 
because obviously the details on that, and they are currently still allegations. He's not been charged with anything. It's important, you know, just as I told you guys to kind of keep that in mind with Watson. Um, you know, I think that the the due process of, of the American judicial system will play out how it will. But he's not currently, Arise is not currently charged with anything, but Buffalo cut him because of how much, um, how much the evidence seems to be pointing towards him being involved in some form or fashion in this situation. And frankly, they, they seem to have known for about a month, or at least were made aware of it for about a month and didn't do anything until the Los Angeles times reported it out anyway. So Brett Kern, listen, I, uh, if Brett Kern, if Brett Kern ends up on the bills, um, that makes a lot of sense. Brett Kern is from Buffalo. His family's from Buffalo. I'm pretty sure his parents still live up there. You know, obviously he would be away from his immediate family, his wife, and I believe there's three colonels, uh, for lack of a better term, the three Kern children at this point. But, um, you know, Brett Kern, this is year 15. This may be the last year that he wants to do it. And if he goes to Buffalo, he's going to be on a Super Bowl favorite right away. And I, I would hope, for me personally, not rooting against the Titans or for the Bills, but I hope that Brett Kern gets a ring out of it. Um, and he has the, that would be the best opportunity of any team that Brett Kern would land on to get a ring out of it. Because Buffalo is clearly and obviously the best team in football this year. There's no question. Um, there's no question that the Bills should be and are currently the Vegas favorites to end up uh, hoisting the Lombardi Trophy in Scottsdale this year, where the Super Bowl is taking place, which, of course, I will be at the Super Bowl. Um, again, so nobody's going to, tr- they're not going to trade for a punter, especially when they know, like everybody saw, everybody saw what happened with, uh, with Stonehouse on, uh, I guess that was last night. Stonehouse was great. He played really well. And it's not like they can like go up to Stonehouse as a coaching staff and be like, Hey, bud, you know, maybe we, maybe you have this mysterious groin injury that pops up and maybe we stash you on IR and kind of figure things out. So we don't have to, uh, so we don't have to cut Brett Kern and Ryan Stonehouse probably looking around if a conversation like that was had. I don't know that it did. I don't know that it, there was a conversation had that way. I don't know that they didn't have a conversation to that effect. But um, if I'm Ryan Stonehouse, I'm looking around and being like, hey, the old man's clearly not beating me. Why would I be the one who gets stashed? Like, I'm out here trying to make some money. Um, and to Ryan Stonehouse's credit, he's been the better player at the position for them. I just, you know. I just don't necessarily know that Brett Kern got a fair shake. And football's not fair. Football's a meritocracy. That's how these things go. Um, only way the Titans win the Super Bowl, says Cody Branch, is if Tannehill is benched by Willis. Of course, that's nonsense. Um, Malik Willis would substantially Malik Willis substantially uh, would hurt the Titans' Super Bowl odds. They would not win the division. Hell, they may not even finish beyond the uh, Texans and the Jags right now. Again, it doesn't mean that I think Malik is a bad player. I'm not, that's not anything personal to Malik. It's just, he's not ready at this point. And of course, Ryan Tannehill gives you the best possible opportunity to win a Super Bowl this year. We'll talk about Tannehill later in the week. I don't know that we didn't produce a read. We didn't play the Diana Rossini clip on Tannehill on the primetime show, did we? Okay. We'll say that for later on in this week because there's no football in the meantime. No football until Thursday anyway. No. This Thursday? Next Thursday. Next Thursday is when the Bills and the Rams open up the uh, Super Bowl. Auburn Titans fans says prayers for Brian Robinson. Yes, absolutely. Um, Brian Robinson, the Washington Commanders rookie running back who uh, who was shot several times today and seems to be in stable condition based on the re- on the reporting 
at this point. Um, but I think, uh, I think that there's, I think that that seems to be, you know, again, knock on wood, but trending in, in a positive direction, but a terrible story that came out today. Cody expands on his position. Buck, I'm saying if he developed enough throughout the season while riding the pine. Yeah, no. I mean, I just, it's, I, I, I'm not, I'm, Cody, I'm really not trying to be dismissive. I'm just trying to give you the objective opinion and, and how the coaching staff sees this thing. Like, there are so many things that he does not do at the level that even a backup NFL quarterback could do just yet. Outside of make spectacular play, like, again, he threw a touch, he threw an incredible touchdown pass with an arm angle um, that rivals things that like Matt Stafford and Pat Mahomes do, the Traylon Burks touchdown pass. That was great. He does things like run for 50 yards, like he did in that game yesterday. He he correctly, well, one, they got good protection, um, and the protection held up while Arizona was blitzing Malik Willis. Malik Willis hung back in the pocket for a hot second, saw that there was going to be open rushing lanes because the defenders were uh, were uh, coming up to pressure him, and he took off, and he made a great play. Like, But it's more than that, right? It's more than just, again, I tell you, for the third straight week, as you guys have seen Malik Willis, and I... I I'm not trying to dampen your excitement about him. I'm really not. But I'm saying that there are so many other things that he needs to do beyond that. The fact that he can do those other two things is great. It's really, really good. It's special. It's special. And I think the NFL is going to very much regret letting Malik Willis fall to the third round. But I don't know that Malik Willis succeeds in another spot like this because there's literally zero, absolutely none, zero pressure for Malik Willis to play this year. So. That's just kind of the way and the headspace that you have to operate with these things about this. All right, let's uh, wrap things up with this is a free site. The best thing that I saw on the internet this week. Um, it has to do with the Titans game. In fact, it has to do with the Titans general manager, John Robinson. Uh, the question that I would like to ask you on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch is quite simply this. How many people do you think got got for those of you who watch the television broadcast? Um, I didn't see it until this morning because I went back, you know, obviously we don't, we have the TVs on in the press box, but we can't hear what's going on. And I didn't see, I didn't hear any of John Robinson's interview while we were doing the game in real time until after I watched it back this morning ahead of Mike Rabel's press conference. But the question is, how many people do you think got got by Charles Davis and John Robinson um, in the preseason broadcast? We'll talk about it together right after I tell you about the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com. That's where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will put you in position to succeed with the Intel Edge that only they can provide. They helped me find my first home. They helped me find my dream address without the stress. I'm over three years in this place now. I could not be happier. And I got the Intel Edge that my property value was going to go through the damn roof because the Ashton team set me up in such a good spot. You can get that Intel Edge as well. It can help you sell your home, not just buy your next one, but sell your home. Sell your home for more with the Intel that only the Ashton team can provide. GaryAshton.com is where you go. Uh, so, how many people do you think got got by John Robinson last night? Uh, Eric Castillo says of the incident, and I'll play for you the incident here in a second, says it was staged, question mark, WTF. Um, yes, it was staged. I know this for a fact because I will not reveal my sources, uh, but I talked to a source who was directly involved with the television broadcast. Um, I am, of course, friends with both Dan Helley and Charles Davis, and I am uh, intimately familiar with what was, you know, that's like two, that's like two, that's probably a hundred feet from where I sit, where they do the television broadcast for these games. 
And so, uh, and so when I watched this back this morning, you know, the first time I saw it, I was like, okay, that's pretty interesting. That's kind of rude of John, frankly, but you know, Charles Davis and Dan Helley seem to play it off fine. And then I had a tip from uh, somebody within the television broadcast that, yeah, John was in on the bit. There's Matt All right, Prater. we haven't scored a point since I came in here. I am gone, guys. What? what that's but, it? But we got a couple more questions. No, nope, that's it. <laughs> Peace out by the GM. Wow. Well, I will say this, Dan. My beloved Aunt Mary always told me, Charles, I love you, but you can mess up a one-car funeral. <laughs> and... And I think I just messed up our time with the GM. He was Man. like, he's like, your questions haven't scored a point. I don't know that I've ever had a headphone, a headset drop on the GM. By, by a general manager. Party's not a party until Good. Charles Davis shuts it down. Good job. Good job. <laughs> he liked my, you. My goodness. Did you see the look he gave me on the way out the door? Yeah, I think it was just too many questions, Charles. It's too many. Yeah, so it was a bit. And it was, you know, I thought it was good TV and everybody, you know, locally, a lot of people were talking about it, certainly. And I didn't, I didn't see it until last night. Bryn McNeil says the broadcast was great. Yeah. Listen, I, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, I'm biased because they're my friends. Um, all, all three of them, Corey Curtis, who's our, our buddy over at WKRN news Two here locally, who did sidelines, Kayla Anderson, who did sidelines for a game while Corey had to miss a game. Um, Charles and Dan, they're both really, really great guys and they're professionals. It's really cool. I think that the preseason broadcast for a lot of teams can pull in legitimate talent to do their preseason games. Like Charles Davis is on the top or the, not the top team for CBS, but he's on the the second biggest uh, CBS NFL broadcast that they have, which is still a really big damn deal. And Dan Helley, of course, has been on the NFL network. He does a lot of stuff with the UFC. Um, they, uh, they, they are really, really good at what they do. And so I've enjoyed you know, I always enjoy when they do the preseason, and I, uh, I think, you know, like I said, they're my friends, so I thought they did a great job. But I thought John, I thought John being in on the bit was pretty good last night. Uh, I like, I like. Now, if it was Rabel, it was probably it'd probably be real. <laughs> like if if Mike if Mike stormed off in any moment, as he has done with us in press conference, then yeah, it's probably not a bit, um, as it is not usually a bit with Mike when we deal with him at press conferences. Anyway, that's going to do it for us tonight. I appreciate you guys hanging out as always. Uh, perhaps we'll find something to do with the John Robinson peace out clip since we have not figured out what to replace the I'm not tired yet Mississippi Mass Choir with. Perhaps we can find some usefulness for John Robinson and his peace signs. But anyway, the radio show is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be out doing it, uh, the show in Dixon, Tennessee um, from... I can't remember the name of the golf course, but we're doing our uh, the radio station's uh, golf classic tomorrow. We're going to have the guys from Moon Taxi and the Wild Feathers on because uh, Live on the Green is back in Nashville, and also they're playing from uh, they're playing in the golf outing and also playing on the stage at Live on the Green on Friday night. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Will Compton is going to be on the show because his Nebraska Cornhuskers absolutely choking dogs in Dublin, Ireland against uh northwestern over the weekend so i cannot wait in fact will facetime me in the middle of the pre middle of the third quarter last night um and i told him no i don't want to talk to you yet i want to talk to you on the radio when i can actually get something out of this for the listening audience rather than you and i talk me ripping you about how bad your football team is again uh so will compton the wild feathers and moon taxi on the radio show tomorrow gonna be a lot of fun and certainly we'll have a lot more in-depth breakdowns of malik willis uh you'll hear from mike vrabel be a great time 
Radio show starts at 10. If I don't catch you then, I'll see you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports Primetime.